0: A mission statement connects us with why we exist. It can inspire and energize us. It reminds us and our congregation of our purpose and why we are here in the world. A mission statement should be about who we currently are and who we want to be in the future. In June of 2021, this congregation voted at our annual congregational meeting unanimously to adopt a new mission statement. The video you just saw was created as we were considering that mission statement. As we pondered, does it really fit us? Does it capture who we are as a congregation? and who we aspire to be. Prior to that June meeting, we came together in small groups to identify the values that we held sacred, those things that were the core of who this congregation is and wants to be. We held small group vision cafes, engaged in reflection and conversation around these ideas, And then our board wrestled with the information that had been gathered. We sought the support of an outside consultant to help us synthesize the information. And then we came back together to craft this statement, kindling the flame of love and justice to nurture and heal ourselves, each other, and our world. We have lived with and into this mission statement for the past year, and now our congregation is going deeper in our exploration of what this mission statement means to us. How does it guide the choices we make as individuals, as a congregation? What inspiration do we find in this mission and where does it challenge us and help us to grow? Personally, I love this mission statement, in part because there are so many different facets to it. This one statement can mean many different things and can inspire so many different actions, and it can also be a touchstone for us to return to again and again. Today in our community and in communities across the country, Juneteenth is being celebrated. Juneteenth is the anniversary of the Day of Emancipation of Enslaved African Americans. It marks the day in 1865 when the freedom of enslaved people was proclaimed in Galveston, Texas. On this Juneteenth Sunday, I am reflecting on how our mission statement calls me to engage in social justice and to work towards creating a world that is free from oppression and hate. In his poem, Credo, W.E.B. Du Bois shares his belief that all people deserve, quote, the space to stretch their arms and their souls, the right to breathe and the right to vote, the freedom to choose their friends, enjoy the sunshine, and ride on the railroads uncursed by color, thinking dreaming, working as they will. Yes, to all of that. But even as we celebrate Juneteenth, we recognize that the work of freedom is not done. Systems of racism and oppression still exist. We have yet to fully realize that ideal of freedom for all and we must continue to work together with our siblings of color to make it so. I am aware that when I show up in spaces, I do so as a white, middle-class, cisgendered woman. In many spaces, that means I have privileges, privileges that I didn't ask for and did nothing to earn. Privileges that my siblings of color, or those who are part of the LGBTQIA community do not experience. I must use that privilege that I have to center the experience and voices of those whose experiences are different than mine. This means that sometimes we have to have conversations that are uncomfortable. It means that when someone makes comments or uses language that's exclusionary, we use our voices to call it out. And we do this from a place of love. We engage with those around us speaking up not to bring shame, but to bring awareness and understanding to bring us closer to that place that Du Bois wrote about and dreamed of. There's nothing easy about this work, but it is so important. At times I've gotten frustrated because I'm not always sure where where it's best for me to, to do things or what it's best for me to do. Should I be the one who organizes and leads change? Should I fall back and follow others as they lead change? Should I be shoulder to shoulder with the oppressed? What is the best action for me to take? I'm beginning to realize that my role, my responsibility, is all of this. This past week, I began uh, participating in a series of sessions offered through our local NAACP called The Power of Allyship. And I know several other members of this congregation have participated as well. It's powerful work, and I encourage you to engage in the series if you have the opportunity. One thing that I've taken from this first session is the idea that when we engage in racial justice work, we need to take our cues from our siblings of color. Sometimes we need to be behind them, supporting the work that they're doing. This might look like supporting Black-owned businesses or Black authors sometimes we need to show up next to them and help amplify their voices and their message with our voices maybe this is a march in the streets or showing up at vigils i know i received a message this morning that there's an NAACP um, event tomorrow And sometimes we need to be the ones in front, planning, organizing, leading the efforts. I think that the thing I'm learning is to take the lead from others and find what needs to be done and do it. Always understanding that my voice should support and amplify the voices of those who are marginalized, and never overpower the voices of those I'm fighting to support. I am also aware that there is a tremendous intersectionality among the issues in our world today, as we saw in our Time for All Ages story. Our mission calls me to work towards justice in other areas as well. Gun violence in our country continues at an alarming rate. On June 2nd, the Washington Post published an article that stated that according to the Gun Violence Archive, even that phrase gives me pause. The Gun Violence Archive. There have been over 250 mass shootings in the U.S. so far this year. Not a single week has gone by where there was not a mass shooting. And that was June 2nd. The trends haven't stopped. The gun violence continues. In response to this violence, I chose to attend a vigil in downtown Leesburg for the shooting in Buffalo. And I went to a week of interfaith vigils that were held in the evenings. One evening I was joined by almost all of our board members. I listened as prayers were shared from the many faith traditions that make our community a beautiful, diverse place to live. I went to the March for Our Lives in Sterling, and in the words of Frederick Douglass, I prayed with my feet. As we walked back to our cars that afternoon after the March for Our Lives, one of the people in our group asked if I had considered that something could have gone wrong today, that we could have been those next victims. My quick reply was that my husband, who had accompanied me that day, did think about it. We had talked about it as we walked the route down Cascades Parkway, but the real answer was yes. I had thought about it. I've spent more than 25 years teaching in a public school classroom. I have done active shooter drills every year as part of my professional training. I am always aware that anytime we choose to show up, we run the risk of putting our bodies in harm's way and yet i still feel drawn to be there to be united in solidarity with others to know that i am not alone that our voices matter and that hate doesn't get the last word aj musty a clergyman and political activist was once asked by a reporter, do you really think you're going to change policies of this country by standing out here alone at night in front of the White House with a candle? And Musty replied softly, oh, I don't do this to change the country. I do this so the country won't change me. Our mission calls me to show up in places where social justice work is happening. Whether that is putting together bags for Mobile Hope at Thanksgiving, or Black Lives Matter protests, or interfaith pride services, or a march for our lives, I feel compelled to be there, to show up, and I'm not alone each time. One, two, three, our board, others, from this congregation are there too. We may not have planned to meet there, but we're there all the same, drawn to this common space, adding our voices, praying with our feet, letting our light shine, Letting the world see the love that is this congregation and Unitarian Universalism. I also know that I don't have to be everywhere. Just as I am called to acts of justice in our community, so are others. Members of this congregation work for climate justice they show up and make dog biscuits for the the barkery and support echo. They work to provide all children with preschool experiences through all ages read together. They work and volunteer at the local food pantry. I know there's more than what I have named here. But my point is that social justice work is important to this community. It is the core of who we are and who we aspire to be. Sure, we wish there was less work to do, and sometimes it can seem endless and fruitless. I'm reminded of something I heard this week from Laura Downes on NPR. Downes said this, this Juneteenth, I'm finding it hard to celebrate It's hard to reflect on freedom in this deafening swell of discord, this crescendo of threats to our most basic human and civil rights. It's hard to stand upright in this storm of unending violence, to find footing on ground riven by such deep and jagged divisions. It's hard in such darkness to believe in the dawn of a better day. But as we observe this holiday, I have to be reminded that freedom has always been hard fought and hard won. All we can ever do is believe in tomorrow and work to make it better, despite all evidence and against all odds. Our mission calls me to show up, to add my voice, to be present, to do my internal work so that I may be a better ally, to, as Laura Downes said so beautifully, believe in tomorrow and do all in my power to work to make it better despite all evidence and against all odds. Over the course of the summer, you will have the opportunity to be a part of some really great worship services. Our worship team has worked to plan services, some of which will come to us from faith leaders in other areas, and some will be from lay leaders in our own congregation. Many of those services and sermons will focus on what this mission statement means to individuals in our congregation. They will share with you how they have found meaning and connection, how this mission statement speaks to them, calls to them, and challenges them. As you participate in this summer sermon series, I invite you to also consider what the mission statement means to you. We have given ourselves the gift of a new mission statement. Unwrap it, examine it. What do you see there? Blessed be and amen.